All right, welcome back to another episode of the Steel Studio Podcast. We are on with our NFL expert, Chad Schmuck. Chad, uh, we want to get your thoughts this week. What are the state of the Browns? They're 4-1. Do you feel like they're a uh, contender? I definitely think I definitely think they are a contender. I think they've beat now with the win over the Colts. I think that's, that's a quality win um, for the first time this year, and they're definitely in a good place and better than they've been in a, in a very long time. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely breaking records. Uh, it's been a long time since they've been 4-1 and one, since uh, Belichick, I think, was their last coach. Um, but speaking of coaches, do you do you think Kevin Stefanski is, is that good, or what are your thoughts on him? So I think Kevin Stefanski is the best coach that the Browns have had since Butch Davis. Um, but that's not exactly saying much, considering some of the other options that we've had, see Hugh Jackson. Um, and I think he's got some, some possibilities. I, I want to see how he maintains the rest of the year. I think, you know, five games in to anoint him the second coming is a bit premature, but I definitely think he's, he's the best that the Browns have had in a while. Um, and I think he's capable of, of big things. Fair enough. Um, Baker Mayfield, do you kind of feel like he's in a different role this year, especially in terms of behavior? I think Baker has, has matured. I think, you know, Baker is, is starting to grow up a little bit. I think hopefully being married plays a role in that. Um, I don't know that he really knew how to handle the success that he had after his rookie year. And I think, you know, with Freddie Kitchens as the head coach, um, he really didn't hold him as accountable as what he probably should have. And I think if nothing else, Kevin Stavansky and Alex Van Pelt are holding him accountable. I think it's a different role for him. He's more of a game manager this year instead of, you know, dropping back and throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game. Hey, Chad, Rick Mooney, how are you? Great, Rick. How are you? Good, good. Hey, the, the Browns O-line, it seems better than last year. What are their strengths and their weaknesses, and what kind of scheme do they run? And it's, uh, how has it been so successful this year? Um, great question. I think, you know, they've put a lot of a lot of money into that offensive line. So they brought over Jack Cochran from uh from the Titans to play right tackle. He signed a, a massive free agent contract. Uh, they went out and drafted Jedrick Wills, um, out of Alabama to be their left tackle. Um and they also Wyatt Teller is really kind of taking a step forward to be one of the the better guards in the league. So I think those three guys um have really, really helped the the development to go along with um Joel Batonia, who's been perennially one of the better guards in the league. Um, I don't think you're going to see Wyatt Teller against the Steelers. He's dealing with a little bit of an injury, so I don't think you'll see him um, this week. But the other four guys will be there. Um, and I think they do a nice job. Scheme-wise, they, they've gone to more of a wide zone running attack is is what they're doing. And, and the way the Browns run the ball, they're doing a great job with that if it's you know, Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see him re-sign uh, the guy that was on our team. He was their starter. Now he's playing a backup role. That was a that was a good signing for them. Chris Hubbard, I, I think so. He ended up yeah, only Hubbard, taking – yeah, Chris Hubbard. He only took a million dollars, so it didn't cost him much. Um, and, you know, he's done a really nice job as, as kind of a swing, third tackle, or offensive guard. He's probably going to start – um, an offensive guard against the Steelers this week, actually. And he, yeah, only a million. I'll take that. <laughs> right, I, I'll take it all day long, but um, <laughs> I don't know how hey, happy Chad, you uh, about it. 
with Nick Chubb uh, hurt, that's that's a big loss. He, he's a stud, but can Hunt carry the rock? Can he be the guy? Has he shown that so far? Uh, I definitely think he can be. He's dealing with a bit of a groin injury that's got him limited. Um, so I don't see him as somebody that's going to line up and, and carry the ball 20 to 30 times. I don't think physically he can do that right now. But as he gets healthy, I definitely think he's he's an every down back. I think he's one of the better backs in the league. And this isn't a popular opinion by any means in Cleveland, but I think um, he's the best back for a Kevin Stefanski offense. Um, but I want to see him get healthy and see that he can sustain that over, over a period of time. So with you just, you just said and saying that, do you actually think that Nick Chubb was actually a big loss? I do. Um, I think having two very talented running backs is, is just a great dynamic. Cause you're not losing anything, no matter which one of them you have on the field. Now, going from Kareem Hunt to to Adiranus Johnson, there's there's a big drop-off there. And I think the Browns were able to run the ball so well because they could run a fresh running back at you every single play if they wanted to. Makes sense. Um, so if we jump to receivers briefly, there's always been a buzz about OBJ, as we all know. And last year, many people felt like he was kind of a letdown. Um, do you feel like he's back in full force this year, or have they just kind of failed to play – uh, strong defensive unit, barring the Colts? Another great question. Um, I definitely think he's better this year. Um, you can definitely see more of a connection between him and Baker, and, and they're really making an effort to not force him the ball, but find him when he's open. So I think there's more of a connection there. I think he's better. Um, is he that, that all-pro that he was three or four years ago? I'm not sure. I, I don't think he's quite going to get back to that level, but I think he's going to be a very, very good wide receiver. Um, he'll probably get to a thousand yards and, you know, given the name Odell Beckham Jr., he's going to attract a lot of attention regardless and open things up for, for Jarvis Landry. So if we switch their D briefly, um, <clears throat> their, their D line, obviously we know they're good with, with Miles Garrett. Uh, do you think that that's the strength of this, team and I kind of want to get your thoughts on how they compare against the Eagles D line. Um, without question, that's, that's the strength of their team. Um, I think they're a little bit better than the Eagles defensive line when healthy. Um, Miles Garrett, one of the best defensive ends in the league. I mean, he's going to attract a lot of attention. Um, they have Olivier Vernon on the other side who, He's not doing a lot of things that jump off the stat sheet, but he's right at near the top of the league in quarterback pressures. So that helps on the outside. And then they just, the defensive tackles, Sheldon Richardson, Larry Ogunjobi, they're, they're very, very, very good against the run. And they're starting to get a little bit more pressure um, on the quarterback as well. Ogunjobi is another guy that you may not see this week. He's dealing with an oblique injury, um, probably a little bit more, 50-50 at best that he's going to play. Um, they have a rookie third-round pick out of Missouri, Jordan Elliott, who started last week. He had a pretty decent game, but you can definitely tell there's a drop-off between him and Ogunjobi. Do you think that Miles Garrett has something to prove in this game, uh, especially after, I mean, the last time that he saw the Steelers was when him and, and Mason had that uh, altercation. Do you think that he has something to prove here? I I would definitely think so. Um, I think 
you know, that's there's going to be both sides of the ball. They're going to want to want to get him. Um, that Steelers offense, and I think he's going to want to make a statement against them. But I think it's important to remember the amount of respect that he has for for Ben Roethlisberger. So I think he's going to be 100% on his best behavior, and I think you're going to see an aggressive Miles Garrett. But I think it'll be different than you know if he was going up against Mason Rudolph for sure. <laughs> I hope he does see Mason Rudolph at the end of the game, at least. <laughs> Uh, the uh, linebackers um, for the Browns, is that a weakness? And what kind of blitz? Do they blitz at all? What's their scheme and uh, look like for so, them? So it's, it's situational blitzing. They don't blitz a ton. Um, linebacker is, is definitely a weakness. Cleveland has not shown much of an interest in um, really acquiring a top-tier linebacker so they have you know a couple of guys that they drafted Sione Takitaki and Mac Wilson who you know they're, they're not bad but they're not somebody that's going to necessarily affect the game and somebody you're going to scheme for like a Ryan Sejir or you know a Devin Bush would um, yeah I think uh, are they more of like just let the D-line get in there and pressure and slow people down. They just clean up more kind of like the Eagles. Yeah. The majority of their stuff is run blitzing. So just trying to stuff the run. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not really going to be a unit that's going to try to get after the passer and, and try to really get sacks. But I think that's somewhere where the Steelers could really feast. Um, They've shown an inability to cover the tight end. Mark Andrews from Baltimore just went crazy on them. Um, I think, the Steelers tight end could do something very similar. Um, you know, it, I was kind of surprised that they let Schobert walk, and he has been a big thorn in our side, so we're glad not to see him. Do uh, you have any insight on why they didn't sign him, why he wasn't returned with all that cap room? Uh, I think Joe Joe Schobert was – he was a guy that he'd have a lot of tackles, but if you looked at how many tackles were 10, 12, 15 yards down the field, it was the majority of them. Um, and I think this front office has just really – been pretty clear about the fact that they don't value the linebacker position. That's one of the things when you'd asked about Kevin Stefanski to back up a little bit. That's one of the things that I'm kind of holding out to see what he does. It looks like the Browns are going to have a decent year. He's going to get a little bit more clout. Is he going to insist on going and getting an impact linebacker either in free agency or the draft? They definitely think that's something that they're going to need right. if they're going to compete with the Baltimores and the Pittsburghs of the world. On to the secondary, um, I know Greedy Williams is out for the year. And uh, Do they play a zone, a man-to-man, and how have they gotten so many takeaways this, this year? They lead the league in takeaways, I think. Um, they, they get very lucky by quarterbacks just making some horrible throws against them. I mean, if you, if you look at the amount of balls that were thrown right to their defensive backs that are dropped, I mean, there's probably five, six, seven takeaways that are left on the field right there. Um, not wow. counting the ones that they have. Um, they do a little bit of a hybrid, so majority of the time they're going to play man. Sometimes they they are in zone. Um, Greedy, like you said, is out for an extended period of time. They kind of hesitated on saying the rest of the year, but it sounds like it's going to be um, an extended period of time. Um, Denzel Ward is obviously the bell cow back there. He's, he's going to be your number one corner. He does, does a nice job. 
Um, they have Terrence Mitchell on the other side, who was probably playing better than Greedy in um, in the pre- in the preseason, in the uh, practices, and leading up to the season, and a lot of last year. Um, safety is really where they're going to struggle. So they drafted Grant Delpit out of LSU. I thought was the best safety prospect in the draft. He tore his Achilles um, leading up to the season, so he's out for the year. Uh, they have Ronnie Harrison back there and Carl Joseph. Carl Joseph is injured. He's 50-50 with a hamstring on if he's going to come back. And then Harrison, 50-50 with a in concussion protocol, if he's going to come back. So you'd um, be looking at Sheldrick Redwine going back there, who gets little to no playing time. And then they have Andrew Sandejo back there as well, who I think pretty much anybody in Cleveland would agree is the worst safety in the league. So the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, I saw there's a petition uh, petition this week to get rid of him. I've never seen there. <laughs> yeah, he he's really you'll you'll see on Sunday. He's he's as advertised. Um, they <laughs> they leave the middle of the field open quite a lot. So I, I know. Our, uh, I know the Steelers and Tomlin, they love uh, Joseph. They, that's a guy they were real interested in the draft. I was kind of surprised they didn't go after him, but uh, Browns, I think, snatched him up first. Yeah, you know, he, he really struggled week one, but he was he was really coming around and starting to play a lot better. He was somebody that, that I was excited about, and then, you know, he gets dinged up a little bit, so hopefully that's not too long-term for him. So, Chad, can you uh, can you give us your prediction for this week? Yeah, I I think you know it's a it's a good game. I think it's definitely a good game. I I see the Steelers probably in a one score game. I just think defensively there's there's not going to be enough stops for that Browns defense, and I think Juju Smith Schuster and um, just the tight ends are gonna gonna feast against that defense, and so I think it's going to be a little bit more high. So I'm going to say thirty five twenty four Steelers. I hope so. I'll take that. How about the rest of the <laughs> AFC so North? Rest of the AFC North. I'm I'm still high. I mean, on... How do you think about it? Yeah. I'm sorry. Can you say that one more time? No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Um. Yeah. I, I think it's still a Baltimore Pittsburgh battle. I think those are your top two teams. Um. The more I the more I watch Baltimore, I think they're going to be a little bit more vulnerable. Um. So I'm thinking I'm leaning a little bit more towards the, the Steelers' direction in, in that route. And, you know, Cincinnati's just a team that's trying to get better. So, I mean, for them, it's going to be more about just growth and getting a lot of young players some playing time and really driving towards towards next year and the year after for them. But I think there's some promising young pieces there for sure. Tell you what, if the Browns get a win this week, they, they really could solidify themselves in a division, really help them a lot. It's huge. I completely agree. There's real soft spot in that schedule coming up after this week. So if the Browns can sneak one out, um, look out. Cause there's, there's three or four weeks where, where they're just not losing. Right. Uh, how about the uh, rest of the NFL? The Cowboys in trouble. Are they going to be okay with Andy Dalton? And wow, what, that was a terrible, horrible injury or fine for Dak. Oh, I feel so bad. And, uh, so bad for Dak Prescott. Somebody that's, you know, bet on themselves with those, those one year contracts. And then that happens. That's just, I think anybody ever wants to see that happen. Um, I would normally say no, that they wouldn't be okay, but that division is so bad 
I mean, you never, you never know. I think you get back to kind of Zeke Elliott being featured in that offense again and really go more to the ground and pound type, type offense. Um, I think we'll see. I they could probably still win that, win that division. It's just going to be a much different offense. Um, NFC is just, it's, it's so wide open. Do you believe in, in the Rams? I, I don't know that I'm 100% ready to believe in them yet. Uh, I still think Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay is going to have something to say about this thing before the end of it, but they look a little bit out of sorts. So I'm still back to, I'm going to say Baltimore and Kansas City and then um, kind of throw the Steelers into that mix as well as kind of my, my top-tier teams. That's going to be interesting. Let's just, and let's just hope we get through it with the COVID and that mess and we can get through this and uh, have a great Super Bowl later on. But thanks for your time, Chad. Let's hope so. All right. Thank you, guys. Good luck this weekend.